Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I appreciate you being here. Before we get started with the episode, I have some really exciting news for you. So once a year, I hold the Unstoppable Life Mastermind and it's back. It's starting March 5th. And this one is for all the ladies out there. This is for ladies only. And if you're ready to really build your influence, your impact, and your income, this is definitely experience that I would love to have you a part of, especially if you have a dream of writing a book, if you want to start your own podcast, if you're, you want to be on more stages or bigger stages, or just speak more to share your message or magnetize your dream clients, then this is the mastermind for you. So I've got top podcasters coming in to share, top motivational speakers, elite coaches and practitioners, all coming in to share their wisdom, to open up their playbooks. There's live connection calls. There's one-on-one coaching. Uh, So if you're interested in a private girl gang, early bird access starts now. So go to unstoppablelifemastermind.com. You can also just shoot me a text at 818-214-7378. Just text me mastermind and I will get back to you with more details or jump on a call with you. So enjoy the show and to all the ladies who are ready to make a bigger impact, I will see you in the group. Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm Amberly Lago, and I'll be sharing inspirational stories of resilience and empowering ideas to elevate your business and your life, ignite your passion, and fuel your purpose. Hello, and welcome to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm so happy you're here, and you are going to be excited to hear from this legendary guest on the show. I have Ken Kalp with us today. And if you haven't already Google stalked her, I suggest you go right now. You will get lost in hearing her incredible talks that she gives on these stages. She has all these courses. You may have already seen her on Shark Tank, um, but she has worked with some of the biggest players out there in the industry. She's on a mission of investing in yourself, supercharging your career and building your network. And it's garnered the praise of corporate clients such as American Express, YPO, TEDx, and LinkedIn. Y'all, she's a superstar on LinkedIn. So I have lots of questions to ask her about that. Her weekly live series is called Coffee with Kim, and she brings in experts, founders, and leaders to share tips, tricks, and strategies that help them excel. I'm excited to be on with you this week, actually. I get to see you twice. She is also partner in a fan engagement agency, Bright Ideas Only, working with A-list properties such as Paul McCartney, Oprah, the New York Mets, and Sean Mendez, some of my favorites, to create marketing programs, new revenue streams and branding. You might know her also, she's been a judge on the 2019 Miss USA pageant live on Fox and her various social media channels where she pushes out content daily. And she was named Inc's 35 under 35 advertising, gosh, advertising ages 40 under 40 and Forbes 30 under 30. Kim, you are numbers. Oh my gosh. Wait, advertising ages 40 under 40. Wait, that that's amazing. And Forbes 30 under 30. I saw one of your talks when you were almost 30 and you're like, I'm, I'm turning 30 in five days. Does anybody have, can get me in a under 30 category? And you did it. I just realized that right now. Cause I stalked you by the way. So welcome to the show. I could go on and on about you, but so grateful that you're here. I am so grateful to be here. I've been looking forward to this all weekend. I was like, yes, I cannot oh. wait to come on. You have such an amazing community and this podcast is so awesome. So I feel very honored to be a guest. Well, thank you. You know, we were talking before we started recording that our mutual friend, Mitch Matthews, who is just an angel in my life, he connected us and we jumped on a phone call And it was instant connection. And we have so much in common from activities that you like to do as a child that I like to do too. So I'd like to start 
with a little bit about how you grew up because a lot of the things that bring us joy as a child oftentimes relate to what we end up doing in our careers. And I feel like your whole life has built you up to be this expert branding and the way that you make connections and build communities and all the courses that you have. So so could you tell us a little bit how you grew up and how you got to be where you are today? Yeah. So I grew up in West Palm Beach, Florida, and I always say if I had to like pinpoint kind of where my curiosity started with branding yourself or with kind of building communities, it really started in elementary school and I was an only child. And so I knew that if by Friday at five o'clock, I had not convinced other kids on the playground to invite me over or invite me to their birthday parties or sleepovers, that that weekend it was going to be me and my Barbies. And I love me and my Barbies. We had a lot of good times, but you know, really it was, can, can Katie come over and play? Can I go to Natalia's house? And I sort of realized that, okay, I kind of have to market myself. You know, I kind of have to be like, Hey guys, I have uh, some really fun uh, chalk and jump rope and skip it's and (laughs) things. If you want to come over on Saturday and they would say, Oh yeah, let me, you know, let me ask my mom. And so I think from a young age, I realized like, okay, there's value in selling yourself really, whether it is as simple as play dates and that, you know, I think I realize now looking back, it only continues as we grow up, whether we're selling ourselves to get into college or whether we are selling ourselves to get our first jobs or whether we're selling ourselves to get a first date on Bumble or Tinder or Hinge or one of these apps and, mm-hmm. it, or a promotion or an award or an honor. You're going to, we're always in the market of saying like, Hey, pick me over here. Like I'm pretty great. And so I think if I had to kind of go back in a time machine, that's when it really first started. Well, I get that because I have two daughters, but it's like, I have two only children because they're 13 years apart. And so other moms loved that because they would always send their kids over to our house. And I loved being the mom that had the, all the kids over to play and everything. But, you know, I, I can see that where you want to create that fun experience. So it's an experience and a feeling. And then they're like, yeah, I want to go hang out with Kim. Let's go to her house. And so I could see where that really started at a young age. And now you really help people live instead of by default, but by design, and you really help them curate their career and how they want to, which really, really hit home for me. And I'm like, I need to talk to her (laughs) because after my book published, it was just like, I was full throttle doing all these things. And this is the first time I've kind of put the brakes on and really thought, okay, wait a minute. No, what, what is it that I want to do? How, how do I want to do it? And you help people really design what that looks like, because I feel like we get this first impression when someone, and I know, I mean, look, we all, it's human nature to, to judge people by their first impression. And I feel like now, especially going back to in-person events and stuff like that, people don't ask for business cards anymore. They're like, what's your, what's your Instagram account? And they go look at your Instagram account and they're like, Hmm, is this somebody that I'm going to do business with? Nah, I don't think so. You help people brand themselves and kind of brag about themselves a little bit. So it does create an incredible first impression. So I want to talk about that a little bit. What do you think? Because man, you're killing it on LinkedIn. (laughs) I I mean, you've got like over, (laughs) I don't know, is it how many followers do you have over there? I think it's like 35,000 plus now, maybe 36. It's a lot. It is (laughs) a a lot. lot. It's a lot. And you have an engaged audience. And I think that LinkedIn is like the real deal. I don't know if you can buy followers there or not, but I know with Instagram, you can buy followers, which I never suggest anybody doing because then you don't know what's real. So when you go to launch that course, you don't know how many followers you have, but you're not going to get the engagement either. 
So is LinkedIn your primary hub or do you do other ones as well? Yeah, I would say LinkedIn and Instagram are probably my two biggest. And then I'm going to start on Twitter. At least I keep telling myself that uh, this month, but it's really LinkedIn is having what I'm calling like a golden era right now. So just a little bit of background for anyone who's listening LinkedIn has, it's one of the oldest social media platforms. So it is 18 years old. Most people don't realize that. So I always joke at 18, LinkedIn is about to go off for college. Uh, You know, they are a full-blown adult. And so it's the oldest social networking platform. And it, it's really unique in that it is one of, yeah, I know a lot of people don't realize that, but it's really unique in that it is one of the only social media platforms that gets crawled by Google. So what does that mean? That means I meet amazing people all the time that put out really great posts on Facebook groups. They put out really valuable content on Instagram. They put out really valuable nuggets and information on Twitter. But what happens in a month? What happens in two months? That gets buried. Mm -hmm. by more content, by more stuff that they're putting out. And Google never registers any of that amazing content. So if you are posting amazing top 10 lists, or here are the three books I think you should read, or here are five strategies for keynote speakers, here's two strategies for coaches on Instagram. No, Google is not able to access that valuable content. Whereas LinkedIn It's one of the only platforms that's crawled by Google. So I always joke that after a decade in marketing, one of my favorite approaches is still like the lazy approach, which is if you guys have ever heard that quote, if you want something done fast, give it to a lazy person because they'll figure out the fastest way to do it so that they don't have to keep working hard on it. You know, I'm, I'm a lazy marketer. I want to do more with less. I want to, I want to pack a punch. I want to kill two birds with one stone. And so for me, what I realize is if I post content on LinkedIn, that content is getting crawled by Google. So it's a one-two punch. So if I write an article on LinkedIn that says why career capital matters and why you need it, not only is that gaining traction on LinkedIn on, on the platform I posted it on, but if you were to go into Google and Google career capital and and why it matters or career narrative, my article is going to come up. So it's it's a one-two punch. Ever thought of that. And a lot of people don't. You post on Instagram and I remember, you know, what last week Instagram and Facebook crashed. And I was like, I had created, spent like an hour creating this reel that I was like, oh, I created this fabulous reel on Instagram and oh, great. Instagram crashed. So that went nowhere. I lost an hour of my life there. And so I did not realize that with LinkedIn, I am inspired to get on LinkedIn even more because that's actually kind of the last place I post. I'm always like, my Instagram is my hub. And I think it's the last place everybody posts. I mean, I get it. I feel like it's, it's like the weird uncle at Thanksgiving, right? Like it's not sexy. It's not an Instagram. It's not a TikTok. It's not a Snapchat. Like it's not the cool, sexy platform. And very much like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook has creators. They're trying to produce creators on the platform. And I highly suggest anyone listening, if you haven't heard of creator mode, it's a new mode. It is now public on LinkedIn for a while. It was only in private beta, only like select creators could get it. Now everyone can get it totally open to the public. In fact, I did a 15 minute video giving you a step-by-step tutorial of how to turn it on, what it is, what the different new features are. And if you go to turn on creatormode.com. You can access that 15 minute video for free. It's a great kind of step-by-step and I highly encourage everybody to turn that on as okay. soon as Wait, they hear this, I'm, like as I'm fast taking as notes, possible. Like, turn on creatormode.com. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Kim, I got that notification on LinkedIn about creator mode and I'm like, what, what is this? I don't know what to do with it. And we are always learning new things. Like it's just when I think that I have Instagram figured out, it switches, you know? 
just when I think, okay, maybe I have this LinkedIn figure out, they add something new. So I think it's important to keep learning. So with that creator mode, what are a couple of things that you're able to do differently that makes it a little more sexy on LinkedIn? It's, it's a really great new way that they've created for people to find you. So oh. if anybody remembers back in the day in LinkedIn, if I wanted to connect with Amberly, I would go into the search bar and I would have to type in A-M-B-E-R and, you know, eventually your name would pop up, would autofill with your name. Now they have switched the search bar in LinkedIn to now function like the Google search bar. So what does that mean? Let's say you have a new course coming out. Let's say you're a speaker and you want to speak on something. You can say, hmm, do I know anybody that's a podcast host? Do I know anybody that's a podcast editor maybe? You can go on the LinkedIn search bar now and you can type in podcast editor oh. or you can type in podcast host and press enter. And what it will do is it will show anybody in your first second or third degree connections that has those keywords, podcast host, podcast editor, whatever it is you're searching for in their profile, like oh. in their search functions. So what's great is like, for me as example, if I decided, you know, I want to do some podcasts, I would go into my LinkedIn, I would search podcasts and who would pop up? You would probably pop up. Mitch would probably pop up. Um, our friend Antonio Nebs would probably pop up. Um, any, any of our friends that have a podcast that has the word podcast somewhere in their profile, that would now come up. And so what this creator mode does is it gives you more opportunities to optimize around keywords like that. And so it's a really great, and I tell people the reason I'm so like, bullish about it right now is everyone remembers back in the day, whether it was on Facebook or Instagram, and now we're seeing it actually with TikTok is that you can access your entire audience. Mm -hmm. So we all know now, unfortunately, with Facebook and Instagram, while you might have 150,000 followers, you cannot access all 150,000 of those without paying some big moolah over to Mark Zuckerberg. It's like, mm -hmm. okay, you can promote on this platform for $1,000 to reach you know, your entire audience. And right now with LinkedIn dumping a lot of money into this algorithm, a lot of money into creator mode, the organic reach is crazy and it's free. It's my favorite price. It's free 99. It costs nothing. And so I, to use myself as an example, I, I always like hearing real metrics and numbers on podcasts like this, you know, year to date, it's October of 2021. I've garnered almost 1.6 million impressions year to date on LinkedIn. And I have paid zero dollars, zero. Wow. And so I encourage people to go on Facebook or go on Instagram and see what it would cost you to get 1.6 million impressions, because I guarantee you the price is not free. Well, it, that's it's just blows, not how those platforms are optimized. Yeah. That's what blows me away about social media. So, you know, my, my youngest daughter was like, I said, well, I want, maybe I'll do TikTok. And she's like, oh, mama, you're too old for TikTok. And I was like, oh, then I'm definitely going to do that. Yeah. And I posted my first video. Well, I think my first video was our horse tap dancing. My second video was me tap dancing. It was the first time I tapped since my motorcycle accident. That one video. And I just was like, I had all these surgeries and they said I'd be in a wheelchair forever. Like I did this whole story. I barely knew how to post, you know, upload that TikTok video. It has over 600,000 views. Whereas on Instagram, I'm lucky to get on a video that I posted at the same time, you know, 20,000 views, which is just insane. But I remember when I first, you know, started doing speaking and one of my mentors said, get a LinkedIn profile. I was like, what's that? Now this is like 10 years ago. And so that's one of the things that I tell people right away, get your, all your profiles out there. So get your LinkedIn, your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook, your Pinterest, all, all the social media that you can, but make sure you appear the same on each. So if somebody goes to LinkedIn, you don't have like some, a totally different headshot than you have 
on TikTok or do you what do you suggest for people to do if they're just if they're listening to this they're just starting they want to be an entrepreneur they're on that journey and they are starting with their you know all their different accounts what are some things that you would suggest for them to do as far as like starting their branding i always say again you know if, if you think about who, what you're doing and what the purpose is, I always say fish where the fish are. So if, mm-hmm. if you're saying, I, you know, I have an Etsy store, I'm making this up, I don't know. I have an Etsy store and I am a B2C business. I really need lots of consumers or I have run an Etsy store and you know what? I want to get into some wholesale stores. You know, I want to get into Target or I want to get into some of these big retailers. I always say, okay, fish where the fish are. So if you have one section that's like, okay, consumer base, maybe TikTok and Instagram are great avenues for you. If you then say, okay, I want to kind of go a wholesaler route. How can I get my product into Whole Foods? How can I get my product into, you know, Target or some of these other places? I would say, okay, LinkedIn, go find out who the buyer is for the arts department at Target. Go find out who the buyer is for for Whole Foods. And so I say, so then maybe in that case, Twitter or Facebook doesn't make as much sense for you. I think that it's, you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. You can't be all things to all people. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately now with so many platforms and post once a day to every platform. I mean, my God, you'd spend the whole dang day posting to these platforms for free. You could, you could spend hours. I mean, it's literally, yeah. Exactly. Pick two to three, focus on those two to three and really say, I'm going to make an effort with these instead of running yourself crazy trying to post on every single platform every single day. And you don't even know why other than people told you that that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And it's so important to know where your customers are, but you know, I think sometimes you don't even know where they are when you're first starting and it's kind of figuring out as you go along. And, and, you know, it was just, gosh, four years ago that I was told, you know, I got a publishing deal and they're like, we don't do any marketing or branding for you. If you want to do that, you have to do it yourself. We don't do any of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to market or brand. What do I do? And I I didn't have the, you know, money saved up to be like, oh, let's put in a ton of money and do this big book launch. And so I spent like making an effort. I spent every single day. I woke up extra early before my daughter had to go to school, before I had to get to, you know, get to work. And I made an effort to start posting on Instagram and I would post on Facebook too. And for some reason, it just grew a little differently, bigger on Instagram. So that became kind of my main hub. And I noticed though, you know, I had a goal. I had an intention of, I want to be able to get 10,000 followers within a year because that's how much time I have to where my book comes out. And I want to be able to do that swipe up feature. And so I literally spent every single morning, I dedicated some time to creating a post and I shared it on Facebook and it just kind of grew more on Instagram and, and people have asked me often, well, how did you grow your following? And I was like, well, I was intentional about it, but it took a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. I spent, you know, and I hear a lot of big thought leaders and, and successful New York Times bestseller that they're like, oh, I spend maybe 20 minutes a day on social media. And I'm like, dude, I spend like three hours a day. And now I spend that much time on it because I want to be honest and keep it real. Like, no, I actually spend time on those platforms, but that is where I've made some meaningful connections there. That's where I have, you know, found people like Mitch who connected us. That's where I actually got booked for my TEDx from Instagram. So I think it's finding you know, kind of where your message is resonating, but being really intentional about it. But do you think that LinkedIn is the place for people to go more when they want more like business connections? We talked about it. You were saying that 
definitely post there because they're going to find you in the Google search. So I'm definitely going to go do that. Start being more intentional about LinkedIn. But do you think it's a place to go if you want more event planners um, or maybe like you were saying, wholesale clients, that sort of thing? Is LinkedIn more the place to go rather than Facebook or Instagram? I think that LinkedIn is one of not only the most used social media platforms, but especially now as we look at the creator economy and and what that means is that creators are, and again, that could include coaches, that could include keynote speakers, that could include authors, it could include entrepreneurs, you know, really at the end of the day, you are the CEO of your business and it's up to you to network with other CEOs and to learn what they're doing and what's working for them. And for for them, LinkedIn, you know, I always tell people 18 million C-suite executives from around the world log into LinkedIn daily. Wow. Which is incredible. So when you hear about these things that so-and-so creator is now a brand ambassador for Nike. So-and-so coach is now a brand ambassador for Kajabi or, you know, some of these other platforms or programs or so-and-so person signed with Simon & Schuster for a new book deal. I mean, a lot of these executives, these scouts, these managers, they're on LinkedIn. They're looking and seeing what people are talking about, what's buzzing in the industry, what's the industry news. And so I think LinkedIn is, again, one of those platforms that right now, especially, it's such a golden time to get on the platform because they are investing so much in creators, because they are really amping up their algorithm for that sort of viral reach like TikTok does. And unfortunately, you're just not going to get the same ROI out of Facebook and Instagram. Not these days. That ship has sailed. You know, now they're in the pay-to-play model. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. have money, you can access things on that network. But I'm sure what will happen, what we'll see in the next year or two years or three years is TikTok. And LinkedIn will probably also eventually go into pay-to-play. And then there'll be some new platform that is so for right now i would say those two platforms are sort of the golden age of free impressions free viral opportunities and it's not a pay-to-play model i'm not on tiktok a lot i've posted a few videos there and it's just it's fun my daughter loves tiktok are you on tiktok I am, but I'm just, I'm, I'm sort of in the same stage as you where I'm just like throwing spaghetti against the wall. Yeah. And that's actually been really fun. Like it's been fun. So to what say, kind like, of I stuff do you post on there? Cause you know, at first I'm like, oh, it's all these trends and that's so not me like doing trends or whatever. I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do that dance or whatever tap dance. No. Yes. Cause I love to tap dance, but all and I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how, what, cause I think we post different content on different platforms. Like what I would post on Instagram that might get the, the highest insights would not go over well on LinkedIn. It's a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, it's like not as professional. Maybe it's a little bit too vulnerable. I don't know, but it doesn't go over well on LinkedIn. On TikTok, some of the things I talk about, it's like, I've seen my daughter scroll through TikTok, their brains, they're just conditioned now where, you know, used to have a few seconds to capture somebody's attention. Now you've literally got one second to capture somebody's attention. And I see it because I see my daughter scroll quick, like she's like so fast. And so what kind of stuff for a successful you know, business leader like yourself, what kind of stuff do you post on TikTok? I think for me, when I think about TikTok versus like a LinkedIn, I think about LinkedIn as someone saying, I like your mind. I like seeing how you think about these things. Mm-hmm. And TikTok is more like, I like you. It's your personality. It's a little more fun. It's a little more playful. It's you can give you can give tips or tricks or advice, but you're probably doing it in a more playful way. Mm-hmm. You know, you, whether that means making up funny characters or whether that means telling a story about how you got where you are and, and that, that sort of motivational side of you. 
And I think LinkedIn is more of the place of someone going, huh, that's a really good point Amberly made. I never thought about it that way. Or hmm, if Amberly said that this is the best business book that she's read in all of 2021, maybe I should check that out. Um, you know, LinkedIn is really the place where, you know, I like to joke that it's where I do all of my copying of the homework, if you will. It's, it's the place where I like to say, hmm, what is that smart CEO doing? Or how is that social media strategist thinking about this? Or what is that person using to organize their social media planning? Because I'm going to steal whatever it is that they're using because their stuff looks pretty darn great. So it's really, to me, it's meeting other smart people on the platform and saying, I'm just going to copy your homework. I'm not going to try to do it myself. I'm not going to try to test three things and see what works. I just want to copy what it is you're doing. Whereas on TikTok, it's a little more like I, I, more of a discovery platform, mm -hmm. more of, oh, you're interesting. And if I think you're interesting, then I will dig further. Then I will go on your Instagram. Then I will go on your LinkedIn. I'll kind of dig a little bit deeper into who you are and what you do. Yeah. And by the way, I'm taking notes and I'm big on highlighters too. So I'm highlighting. Yes. So after this, I'm going to go to my LinkedIn. And just as you're talking, I'm like, gosh, you know, like I was just in a magazine and, and I never posted that on LinkedIn. Yeah, I need to be absolutely. doing, I was a brand ambassador for Kajabi. I never shared that. Like there's so many things that I could be doing. I need to turn creator mode on, on LinkedIn, all these nuggets that you are giving us. And again, you help us stop living by default and start living by design. So I'm literally making a design and plan as you're speaking. Um, so I am interested because you also talk to people about curating kind of what shows up online. Cause I know the first thing that I do when I have, even when I have a guest on the show is I go and I Google them and I see what comes up. And I suggest anybody who's listening, not only Google Kim, but also Google yourself and see what pops up. It's very interesting um, to see what pops up. How do you help people kind of curate what pops up on Google search or just online? If Because you know, there's some people out there that are stalking and they're going to be Googling you. They might go to your Instagram account. I mean, my husband does it all the time. I mean, maybe it's the cop in him, but I was just talking about one of my favorite speakers, Dan Clark. I love him. We did an event together a couple of weeks ago and I was going on and on about this guy, Dan Clark. I was like, he's amazing. He's the real deal. And my husband went to his Instagram. He goes, I don't know. It's, he's not verified on Instagram. I'm like, no, he doesn't use Instagram that much. No, you need to like check out his website. And then my husband was like, oh, wow. Like, this is amazing. How do you curate what pops up? Because at first, if I wasn't sitting there telling my husband how amazing this guy was, he'd be like, eh, he's not verified on Instagram. He must not be that amazing. And I'm like, crazy how a little blue check mark people will think you're important or not so how do you you know re which i don't think that's true at all um but how do you curate how you pop up online i think that's why i'm such a cheerleader and so bullish on linkedin is because most people don't realize again because linkedin is the oldest social media platform because it is crawled by google it is one it is always on page one of everybody's search results Wow, 99% of the time. And it is usually in the top five. It is usually on that first, those first couple results. And, and I'm sure there's two types of people that are listening to this right now. One person who's listening, maybe they're walking their dog and they're saying, yeah, Kim, but that doesn't apply because my name is Adam Schwartz. You know, or I have a very, you know, you're Kim Kelp, it's Amberly Lago. You know, you have very unique names. Of course, it's going to show up. You know, I have a name that's Adam Schwartz, or I have a name that's Jenny Thompson, something that I'm, there's a million Jenny Thompsons, or there's a million Adam Schwartz. And, and what I always say to this is whether we like it or not, 
Google is very, very smart <laughs> and Google is very, very stalkery. So even if you put in one or two keywords, even if you say Adam Schwartz, New York, or Adam Schwartz, mm. T Public, the name of where somebody works, or Jenny Thompson, Bank of America, Google is smart. Google will cross those kind of key factors and they will find you. And what will come up first is your LinkedIn. I do this at dinner parties all the time. It's a fun little parlor trick, but this works with everyone. And I do mean everyone. And one of the two examples that I always like showing people, because I think it's quite funny, is let's look at billionaires, okay, who arguably have accomplished quite a bit. We can look at Sarah Blakely, uh -huh. first self-made billionaire woman with Spanx. My God, she's won every award. Under she's the one of my favorites, by the way. And I saw on your post on Instagram, totally. I was like, yes, we need to get Sarah Blakely on Coffee with Kim for sure. Totally. Like presidential honors. I mean, yeah. the, the woman's done amazing things. If you Google Sarah Blakely's name, you know what does not show up in the top five? doesn't show up a lot of her awards and honors. It doesn't show her LinkedIn is the number five thing that really? shows up on Google. It's wow. bonkers. And then you can play that game again with somebody who was supposed to be going to space this week, although I don't think he's going anymore, but Richard Branson and you know his, his Virgin Galactic and, and Virgin Airlines and all that sort of stuff. Again, a million awards, a million accomplishments. You Google the name Richard Branson and the number four search result is his LinkedIn profile. Wow. And this we got to get on LinkedIn. Branson. So I tell people like, you know, I am so crazy, you know, about LinkedIn only because it always shows up as your number one Google search result. And people are, and to your point, sometimes people's Instagrams are private. Sometimes it's more like for friends and family and their Facebook is private, but 99% of the time people's LinkedIn's are public. You, you know, they're not a private, you're not showing pictures of your kids. You're not showing pictures of your food. Yeah. So that's it's, actually it's, the first place I look when it's for business yeah. or if it's somebody going to be on my podcast is I go to LinkedIn. Well, I go of to Instagram, course. but to get information and see more about them and their bio and everything, I go to LinkedIn. And to see who they're connected to. You know, it is sort of that's an instant, important. It's an instant sort of, you know, the, the thing I always like to tell people to use an analogy is if you're going on a blind date, you're probably going to be kind of nervous. You're like, I don't know, this could be a serial killer. Like, who am I going on this blind date with? Whereas if you go on a date and maybe one of your best friends from college set you up and all of your college friends know this person, but you just happen to not know them, you're a little bit like, okay, I'm going out with this person. It's a blind date, but like all my friends love him. So like, how bad could he be? Or how bad yeah. could she be? You know, you feel a sense of like, okay, well, this, this person kind of passes the the friend check. And so what's so great about LinkedIn is, you know, you can meet somebody new and see, oh, I have six people in common with this person. Mitch knows them, Amberly knows them, Kim knows them, Antonio knows them. Like this person must be good people because they're connected to all the people that I love and like. So, oh, and there's again, power in proximity. Absolutely. And that's another thing that people can look for on LinkedIn. So again, it just, it really packs a punch. So I always tell people your time is limited. You want to spend time with your friends. You want to spend time with your family. You want to spend time with your dogs. I'm always looking for the platform of what's going to do the most. Where, where's my buck going to go the furthest? Like, where's my time going to make the most? And for me, that that's been LinkedIn. And for most people, even the billionaires, it's also LinkedIn. Well, I wanted to ask you next, how do you leverage mentors and advocates? So the people that you meet, the mentors, connections that you make, what are some ways you can leverage that? Oh, I feel like if I could get in a little time machine and go back 10 years to when I was starting my marketing agency, I would have been like, find more mentors. I think, I think we have this thought process when it comes to work that it only it's whoever grinds the hardest. 
It's whoever writes the emails on a Sunday night. It's who wakes up early, last to leave, like this kind of grinded out mentality. And so what I found with mentors and advisors is it's a a Disney fast pass. It's a Mm -hmm. video game cheat code. It's someone who, you know, when we were talking earlier, one of my big goals for next year is to speak more. I can call up somebody like you or Mitch Matthews and you can be like, oh, Kim, don't do this, do this. You got to have this, this. And you probably saved me six months worth of trial and error. And I tried this thing and it didn't work. And I could talk to someone and Mitch could say, oh, I could have told you that. I could have told you that. That's why I was so inspired to start my mastermind. And I can't wait to have you speak in the mastermind because I, gosh, I just want to give people that fast pass, how to get to point A to point B and not go through all the mistakes that I made or, or have to jump over through so many hoops or it, you know, if we can just give them the fast pass, that's what the, that, that's why it's so important to have mentors, coaches, masterminds. I invest in my, I invest in myself. So I invest in other people's masterminds all the time. And when, yeah. And when you can come together, it's like, Oh, it also, it, I have to say, Um, it just makes you, it makes me feel better. You know, I was having a a rough day the other day. I'd been in my office all day and you kind of get in this tunnel vision and I get a a text message from our friend Antonio. And I was like, Oh, I'm taking a break right now. You just made me feel better. (laughs) So when you can come together with some like-minded people and you really feel seen, heard, understood. It just, it, it just, it's a, like a breath of fresh air. Absolutely. And I think anytime you're getting, you know, I, we always used to hear that saying, uh, you know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. That was sort of like the, the age old saying. And I think now, uh, if I could, if I could do a remix, you know, on that saying, I always say you're the summary of the five people you also digitally spend the most time with. So especially now, you know, with the pandemic, it's not just in person. Mm-hmm. It's not just the five humans that I interact with all the time. It's digital. So whether that means joining a mastermind that you're joining via Zoom once a week, or it's getting in a Facebook group, or it's going through a Kajabi course or somebody's program, you need to surround yourself with humans that are smart and talented and ambitious and learning because you will soak in that energy and it will put you on a higher playing field. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the importance of making the investment in yourself. That's how you get to be on a Zoom and ask these, you know, leaders or best New York Times bestselling authors or celebrities questions. You know, how did they get from point A to point B? You get to you get that connection. So that's I love masterminds. And I love going to events, whether I've always loved going to events. I learned that at a very young age when I was a dancer, I came from this small town and we would go to Dallas once a year for this big conference. And I got to see these incredible dancers on stage and they had, you know, their assistants that would teach the steps and they got to be on stage. And I remember it like, you know, I was like nine, 10 years old and I said, Someday I'm going to be dancing on that stage. Someday I want to be traveling with this certain conference. It was called Joe Tremaine. And that inspired me just to be around those people. So at age 18, I was like, I am going to, and I did everything I could to save up enough money. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show up and I'm going to take class every day just so I can be around those people. And eventually I got on scholarship and I got to be with those people. And then I got an agent. They, you know, they took me under their wing. They showed me the way. And so 
Yes, be around those people who are doing the things that you want to do. And I mean, I share that with my daughter too. Like she was getting in trouble at school one day and she goes, but mom, I wasn't doing that thing. I'm like, but you were around people who were doing that thing. So eventually you're going to be doing that thing if you don't watch out. And she started crying and she's like, but I didn't. And I'm like, who we hang out with, it makes a huge difference. So I'm just grateful. I want to hang out with you all the time. So you have all these courses, by the way, the courses that you teach make me want to take every single course that you have, because it's so much about your branding and making those great first impressions, how to use LinkedIn um, and just be a better leader. So how many different courses do you have? Because I literally was stuck on one and actually even took a screenshot of it. Cause I was like, yes, I need to work on this. I need to work. On this. <laughs> yeah. So I started back in 2019. I was approached by LinkedIn to create an entrepreneurship foundations course with them. So if anyone listening is maybe thinking about being an entrepreneur or maybe a new entrepreneur, kind of thinking about that journey, I have a course on LinkedIn learning that is entrepreneurship foundations. It is a 60 minute, take it whenever you want, two in the morning, four in the afternoon, choose your own adventure uh, style course. That's sort of a one-on-one of everything I wish I had learned when I was starting a business. So mm-hmm. that course is awesome. It's, it's again, a very one-on-one course for anybody who's thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. I then did a follow-up to that because we were getting a lot of feedback saying, how do I do a business if I'm bootstrapping? Uh, because my marketing agency was bootstrapped. We never raised money or outside venture capital. And so we were getting a lot of questions like, how do I bootstrap a business? How do I start with no money? And so we did another course all on that, on a lawn bootstrapping a business. So that is also on LinkedIn Learning. And then what I realized is, wait a second, for the last 10 years in my marketing agency, I have helped amazing A-list artists and talent and sports teams really connect with their communities and connect with their fans and connect by representing themselves as an amazing brand or person or band or whatever it is that you want to get to know more of. And so I thought, I bet I can start doing that with people. And so I sort of took 10 years of everything I learned in the marketing agency, working with the likes of Paul McCartney and Oprah and Sean Mendez and Taylor Swift and Justin Bieber and all these amazing people and saying like, how can I take everything I learned here and distill it into everyday leaders, everyday executives, everyday entrepreneurs, everyday CEOs. And, and so that's what really started this year in 2021. So now I have a five week cohort-based course where you will join other leaders and founders. And for five weeks, we will meet twice a week, digging into your career narrative, digging into your leveraging your network, um, digging into just increasing your knowledge of how to represent yourself and talk about who the heck you are and what you do. Oh, that's incredible. I mean, you've worked with some of the biggest names out there. And then you've also been on Shark Tank. I mean, how was that? It was an amazing experience. It was really fun. And and most people don't realize it's it's quite fun because it's the gift that keeps on giving. So because Shark Tank runs in syndication on MSNBC and a lot of these other networks, I would say our episode every like eight to 12 weeks will re-air and I'll see like a little spike that in is like our web traffic. And yeah, that's like it's, winning it's the so lottery. Funny. It really, I feel really lucky to have been a part of the show and it was an amazing experience and it, it definitely has catapulted, you know, the, the way that the trajectory of our business. Yeah. Well, so where can people find your courses, what's the best way? Your website or LinkedIn? I would say all of the above. I 
I would say my website, my LinkedIn, you can find it from my Instagram. I always give this like funny analogy because we were talking earlier how my last name is so hard to spell and pronounce and whatnot. But, but I realized this when I was watching a friend do it. If you, let's say, open up your Instagram profile and you start typing in K-I-M-K-A, there'll be Kim Kardashian, number one, and then there'll be, I'll be right under it. Wow. I'll be Kim Cow. So I always joke that you're going to see one Kim K who has very little clothes on, sort of naked. <laughs> and then you're going to see me and I'm the Kim K with her clothes on. So if you start spelling out K-I-M-K-A, just choose the one that has more clothes on and that that will be me. <laughs> wow. You know what? That's amazing though, that you, cause there's a lot of people that might go, Oh, Kim Kardashian. Whoa, who's this other Kim? That I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> they might be a little shocked because they'll be like, wait a second. This one has way too many clothes on. Uh, she, she doesn't date a rapper. <laughs> so <laughs> might be a little bit of a letdown. Um, but yeah, it's just because uh, that, that very beginning part, K-A, although mine goes into the letter U and hers goes into the letter R, but close enough. <laughs> well, there's something that you say that I really that is inspiring. You said, you know, hope is not a strategy. We have to take action and it's great to have hope and have all these high hopes and manifest and dream big. But I love that you're like, no, we need to take action. You need to have a strategy. And you've given us so many different ways right now to just leverage our LinkedIn. So thank you thank so you much for all the tips and, and tools. And there's one last thing I want to say. There's something that you say that I think definitely should be in the Webster's dictionary. And you said you talk about like, it's important to have braggability and be Instagrammable. So I hope that y'all all go out there and create some braggability stuff and some Instagrammable stuff and, and really take action on what Kim has shared with us today. So again, give them their, your website so they can find you and your courses. Sure. The website is Kim Calp. My name's so that's K I M K A is an apple. U is an unicorn. P is in Peter. E is an elephant. Kim Yeah. And you know what? This will be in the show notes. So if you're out for a run or something, it'll be in the show notes. Don't worry about it. You can find her. And then take a screenshot, y'all. This is how you meet people. I want you to grab Kim's attention. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag her on your Instagram. Y'all, that gets people's attention. That's how you get to meet people and connect people. So take a screenshot either on YouTube or, or whether you're listening on podcast, Apple, Stitcher, whatever. Take a screenshot, tag us. Let us know that you're out there on creator mode, making a difference and you're curating your career. So Kim, you're amazing. I can't wait to talk to you again. I get to talk to you on Wednesday for coffee with Kim. I'm so honored to do that. Thank you for being here. It's always such a fun time getting to talk to you. So thank you. Thank you. This is so fun and we'll have to just do it again soon. Yes. Thanks. 